there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Dr. Cal Newport. I'd like to kind of set the stage for the Java Junkie community and for those who may not yet be familiar with you and your books and study hacks and tell them that even though you are yourself a millennial and are a computer science professor, you have very deliberately never owned a social media account. Can you share why you made that decision? Hey, it turns out that it is a, this is allowed. <laughs> You're allowed not to have a social media account, though I'm one of the few of my age group who never has. The original decision, I don't even remember exactly why I decided back in college when the Facebook.com first showed up on our radar screen, not to sign up for it. I think it had something to do with the fact that I had been uh, an entrepreneur, uh, a tech entrepreneur in high school and into my first years of college. And I was a contemporary of Mark Zuckerberg. And so there was probably some sort of latent professional jealousy there. I said, well, wait a second. Why is his company so much more successful than mine? I don't want to give him the satisfaction, which I'm sure he cares about. So whatever the incidental reason was, I ended up not signing up in those first couple of years when social media was really sweeping through my age demographic. And having that little bit of separation allowed me to sort of see these technologies somewhat more objectively. And to me, they always seemed a lot more optional than people came to believe. I also noticed among my peer group how some of these services that they had signed up for originally for very minor reasons started to take over more and more of their time and attention without them even noticing. And that kind of scared me. So so going forward, I decided uh, that doesn't look like a pool I wanted to be swimming in. I'm a little nervous about it. And so I just never signed up with any of the new services that have become popular since. And how has it affected your personal and professional life as a result of it? We will get into deep work in a minute. But I'm just saying, from a social standpoint, how has that affected your life? It's had no discernible negative impact. I still have friends. I still know what's going on in the world. I still have an audience I love that I've cultivated through a blog, which I own on a server that I own as opposed to being on, you know, owned by Facebook in some data center. I still manage to sell books and know what's going on in the world. And so I've, I've seen no negative impact to social media. I think a lot of what happens when people assess the role of social media in their lives is that they point out benefits which really do exist. But the calculus they don't do is thinking, you know, if you remove those benefits, you're not going to be left destitute. So if you remove the ability to maybe connect with some friends over social media, sure, you cannot connect as easily with those friends, but it doesn't mean you're not going to have rich social connections in your life. And this has been my experience is a lot of what people use to claim that these services are indispensable. I found they're actually probably quite a bit more dispensable than people actually realize. Do you have a smartphone or do you use a flip phone? I do have a smartphone. My wife's old iPhone. When we had our, our first kid, my wife made me switch from a flip phone to a smartphone. 
so that she could send me photos and the text messaging would work better. So I've been a proudly reluctant owner of a smartphone for a little while. But I'll tell you what, when you don't have social media apps or other applications that come from companies that make a profit off of commandeering your attention, you don't end up looking at these things as much as most people do. So it probably has a lesser impact on my time and attention than these devices do for a lot of people. Which gets us into your 2016 book, Deep Work, which argues, and please correct me if I mess this up, but that as we get more distracted due to the technologies in our lives, if Java junkies can successfully unplug from all their devices, they will become more productive on the job and therefore and in their schoolwork and therefore become a more desirable employee. Did I get that right? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. I, I call this the, the deep work hypothesis. And the claim is, as our knowledge economy gets increasingly demanding and complex, the ability to focus intensely without distractions is becoming more and more valuable. You know, focus is essentially the new IQ in the 21st century. It's becoming one of the most valuable skills you can have. At the same time, however, that the knowledge economy is putting more and more value on the ability to focus intensely. We have the growth of the attention economy. So companies like Facebook or Google who make their money off of distracting you and commandeering your attention and subverting your ability to focus. So people in general are becoming worse at maintaining concentration on cognitively demanding tasks. So this is classic supply and demand economics. If this skill is becoming more valuable at the exact same time that it's becoming more scarce, it's going to be valued quite highly by the market. So this is a message for your listeners. There's few things you could do that would be more valuable than cultivating your ability to focus intensely. I think it's just as important as, say, being able to write well, to communicate effectively, to be able to code a computer, should be right up there on that list. If you can train yourself to be able to focus intensely on hard things, you're going to have a massive competitive advantage when you leave school and head out to the job market. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much. <laughs>